A little strum on the mandolin. Oh, Molly, sitting on a pumpkin seat, listening to the sound of music blow around like leaves in the morning. High above the dewdrop grass, she sails away on a melody, tapping out the rhythm with a little. Welcome to episode number 262 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And it's a pleasure to welcome Simon Stanley, who gives us the backstory on himself, the musician, as well as that song you just heard, Marley Sitting on a Pumpkin Seed. What inspired it? Where'd it come from? It didn't just fall out of the sky. No, it sure didn't. So let's hear from Simon all about this song. And you can hear the whole song at the very, very end of this episode. Thanks for listening. All the past episodes can be found at goodstuffpod.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Good stuff. It's a great day, a truly great day, because I am talking to my new buddy, Simon Stanley, for the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Simon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yes, nice to talk to you, Michael. Um, great day. Yeah, really nice here in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been for a nice run this morning. I'm just playing some guitar and, uh, yeah, having a good time. That is, that. I mean, that's a very Nashville thing to do, I think. Like a very Nashville thing to say, you know, just sitting here <laughs> playing my guitar, you know, and uh, guitar. just picking away. Um so one thing that I noticed sort of right off the bat is that you you and I, we, when we talk, it sounds a little bit different. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this in like a, a, a in a in a weird way, just because you know why not? But like, where are you from? Well, that's a good question. I am from a place in the very southern um, part of the world called New Zealand. And uh, it is a very beautiful place, a very small place. I was born in New Zealand, raised in New Zealand. Um, and I've been living in America for six or seven years now. So I've managed to hold on to my New Zealand accent as best I can. I think some of my words have started to get Americanized a little bit. Like I will say um, over, like I would naturally say, I'm going to go over there uh-huh. When Americans saying, I'm going to go over there. So I started to like <laughs> change it a little bit, but I'm trying to hold on to my New Zealand roots. Okay, good. That's really good. Um, so you're a musician. Um, and, and one of the great things about musicians is that, that everyone's story uh, is, is different, right? And and our angle here, right? If we were to have an angle, which I think we do, is is that you you're making music for for kids and families. But one thing that I think is really interesting is is and I think is interesting for kids who may be listening is how do you how did you get your start? You you play. Uh, I, I mean, would you say you're you're a bluegrass sort of country musician in general? And and so so what drew you to that? How did you get started playing music like that? What are your instruments, et cetera? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that for the most part, I am a, uh, a, a kind of a acoustic roots musician. Um, but that said, I do play electric, electric guitar and I do play in lots of different genres. Um, but largely my work is 
with acoustic instruments. And the way that I got into it was when I was living in New Zealand, I was playing at a, uh, a club and it was an Irish club and I was playing these kind of Irish tunes and Irish tunes are very, um, well, Irish tunes are the kind of beginning of what a lot of American music came from and the bluegrass genre is kind of evolved from that music. So I was playing these tunes and had a, um, a good feeling about those ones. And then uh, an American guy actually came in. In fact, he was from Texas. This guy came in from Texas and he was like, have you guys heard of uh, Tony Rice? <laughs> Old in the way. And he, <laughs> and he put me on to these. He, gave, he actually gave us a couple of CDs and he put me on to these bluegrass musicians. And that kind of opened the door for me to bluegrass. Um, and like I said, Irish music is, is not too far from it. It shares some similarities. So I already kind of had a foot in the door. But when I started digging deeper into bluegrass, yeah, I loved it. And um, since moving to Nashville, uh, a lot of my friends play in that same genre and you, you play so much, you know, your first group of people you play with are usually your friends. So I started playing more and more bluegrass music and acoustic. And, um, that's kind of what I do now. So that's what my that's the angle that my music really takes. Hmm. All of it. So I think I know the answer to this, but if you had to make a distinction between um, like sort of standard country music or standard roots music and and sort of the more bluegrass style, what would you say are some of the sort of the key distinction points between them? Bluegrass kind of sounds more hillbilly. And I think that is because it is a direct descendant of Appalachian mountain music. Um, country music then kind of evolved from bluegrass music. But bluegrass music is closer to the kind of original, um, the place where it started. So bluegrass music has got... Uh, it's acoustic instruments. It's typically not amplified. So you don't have electric guitars. You don't have drums. You don't have saxophones and things. Um, and the chords in bluegrass music are quite simple. Typically, you play a lot of G chords, C chords, and D chords, which are actually the first chords that you will learn when you play uh, a, a stringed instrument. And bluegrass music has got a lot of, a lot of improvisation. So you will play the song, sing the song, and then everyone will take a solo, which means that you are kind of making up your own melody on top of the chord progression. And country music doesn't ha it has that to an extent, but it doesn't have that anywhere near as much as bluegrass music. Right. It's and, kind of like hillbilly jazz. Right. Bluegrass music. And some of the best musicians in the world are, are bluegrass musicians, right? Like I'm thinking of like, or, or maybe not necessarily just bluegrass musicians, but certainly can hold their own, right? Like you said, Tony Rice, I'm thinking of Bill Fleck and David Grisman and like, you know, people that I, I have listened to lots and lots in my life. And it's, it, it points to, and not, this is not to say that people who are playing roots music or country music don't have the same uh, chops, right? Like in quotes, like the same skills, but there's a, there is a, um, a heavy emphasis on, um, like musical mastery, right? Mastery of, of the instrument. You say improvisation yeah. and this, and I think the improvisation is like, it's not just like slow. It's like blistering fast. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and 
yeah, you're right. I, I like to think of all of these genres are, are like vocabularies. Um, in the same way that you would learn any other spoken language, be it English or Spanish or whatever, each of those languages has got its own quirks and nuances. And um, bluegrass is just one of those vocabularies. So it's you. While if you're a musician, you can kind of get you can get along in bluegrass and country and all these things. But until you really go to that place and start speaking the language, you can't. It's harder to uh, really get into the vocabulary of it. Right, and it and it is a vocabulary, and and it's uh, the the trading of of solos is is a very, um, you know, it, it's 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 both it's two things at once in a way. It's like both really really flashy, right, and really really individualized, but it's also entirely uh, you are entirely reliant on the band sticking with you. Yeah, yeah, you are, and it's but it's also quite. It's flashy, but it's also quite simple. The harmony, which is the which are the chords that uh, underpin it, are usually quite rudimentary. Um, and if you contrast that with jazz, the harmony that underpins a jazz song is often very very complicated. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a just you know it's the same principles, but it's just a different vocabulary. And I am by no means the best bluegrass player in the world, but I can. I can hang. I've been doing it for a little <laughs> while. Um, I'm kind of like a bit of a jack of all trades uh-huh. um, with my music, master of none. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but, be, but being able to hang is super important. And I think a, another thing, like we, we, I mean, we we keyed in pretty immediately on the the instrumental part of it. But I mean, you mentioned Olden in the way, and one, you know, a formative song for me is their version of a hobo song. And when I think about that, it's it's less the musicality, even though those are like the best musicians, but more like the uh, like the vocal harmonies. So it's not just like this pinpoint precise musicianship on the instruments, but also in the the vocals. Yeah, exactly. And um, a band like like that, Olden in the Way, the um, you know their sound, it's such a vibe. It's such a they have such a a nuance sound that is that is not really precise it is there are they are very technically adept but they're a little bit shaggy and <laughs> that's kind of what gives it gives it color um i think when things are too precise as as uh, a lot of music can be and certainly some bluegrass music can be it can wind up sounding a bit sterile it's nice to have some of that shagginess and some of you know you want to be able to hear a lot of the goodness in music is other mistakes in the um the breaths in between the notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so we could. I, I feel like you and I could talk about like uh, Olden in the way for for a few hours. But let's let's <laughs> yeah. let's. So, but you you have a you have a single out now called Marley sitting on a pumpkin seed, and I'm curious as to what drew you to to making music for for kids and for families. Well, I've been a songwriter for, so I work as a guitarist, but I am also a songwriter. I have my own band with a, a friend from New Zealand called Tattletale Saints, and um, I wrote the songs for that band. Uh, and I also have a niece 
who lives in New Zealand, who is now eight years old. When I wrote Marley, when I started writing Marley, she was, I think she was only two years old. Um, and I just had this idea of Marley sitting on this, this little, little beautiful creature, so small, and uh, what is the smallest thing that she could possibly sit on, and what's kind of a cute image, and I thought it was this little, uh, little girl sitting on a pumpkin seat. So I just kind of started writing it as a um, as an homage to her, really, because I live away from her, and I go back to New Zealand once or twice every year, so I, I'm lucky to go and see her. But um, I, I miss a lot of her growing up, so the song is a, a way of me kind of reaching out to her and um, and just trying to describe the the life that that she has and the life that I have. The song actually goes through a list of instruments, a list of bluegrass instruments. Um, in a kind of a traditional way, and attempts to describe to her some of the the sounds of my life, and um, put them into her life. It talks about her uh, lifting up over the over the deeply lakes, which is the area that she lives in. Is known as this um, where I was born, as this beautiful alpine area with huge snowy mountains and um, amazing lakes, and then these great sweeping plateaus below it. So I tried to kind of encapsulate some of that, and. Uh, put my musical sounds on top of that. And I just really enjoyed creating that imagery. And um, and that's the song. It didn't all fall out in one go. It actually took a, kind of a few years to write. And then I was just playing it to one of my roommates. And he was like, oh, you should record that song. So I uh, recorded it actually at home. He's a great producer. He plays with um, Casey Musgraves, the mm. Texan country musician. He produced the song and... And it just came out really great, and um, it's it's really fun and colourful, and uh, I found it a really creative, nourishing exercise to do. <laughs> and did you do you think that that was because I mean it's interesting that like, and I think it's f- important for people to hear that you know this song has been, for lack of a better word, like germinating for a long time, right? Like you've been working at it for a long time, and I'm sure you would pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down, and then you know, to commit it to record was, was probably, uh, well, I'm curious, was it, was it easier to put on record than, than other music that you've recorded? Was it sort of the same process? Was it looser? Um, it was, this one was looser because, um, well, the song took a long time, but my, my songwriting always takes a long time, um, just to get it to sound natural. I don't know. It's funny. I think that a lot of people think that if you uh, spend too long on a song, it, it won't sound natural. But I, for me, I kind of feel it's the opposite. In order to kind of um, just put the words in the right place and avoid the cliches and everything, it requires a lot of attention from me, a lot of ruminating on it to, to make it sit right. So once I finished it and we were recording it, we just did it in the upstairs of our house. And uh, it was a very, everyone was just gathered around um, playing it all live together. I think we did a couple of the mandolin was overdubbed because we didn't, we couldn't sit him in the room as well. But the, the rhythm section, which is the drums, the, the bass and the guitar, was all in the vocals, were all done live. And uh, yeah, it's kind of, I think we did like two or three takes and, and that was it. Wow. It's a very, the, the style of it is, it's a pretty simple style to play. It's a very um, mid-tempo kind of shaggy country country kind of groove. Um, and it's a very fun kind of buoyant style to play. And it's all about being relaxed. Yeah. And the drummer, especially on this recording, is 
um, he's such an amazing. He's got a, his feel is so is so loose and um, elastic. Yeah, and when you're playing with someone like that, it's it's easy. Well, it's so fun. I mean, I love that you use the word groove, right? Like it's, it does have a groove and it's got a great groove and, and you know, the descriptive words I think are like really capture it. Like it's buoyant, it's, it's loose, but it, nothing feels like it's going off the rails. It feels like welcoming and, you know, like it's a lot of, it's a lot of meaning to attach to a song, but it's true. Right. And, and especially one that you've, you've put a lot of time and thought into um and and you can hear it right you can hear it in the song at least i could hear it when i was listening to it it was like wow this things are fitting here like in a really really nice way um so i was uh that is a a long-winded way of saying like it sounded real good simon thank you (laughs) (laughs) yes i um i was kind of trying to trying to channel um john hartford is an amazing Musician who is no longer with us, but he was in Nashville. I don't actually know where he's from, but he was a uh, a riverboat captain oh, and wow. um, a fiddle player. And um, he he wrote "Gentle on My Mind," which is a song that Glen Campbell cut and um, made very famous. But he he's got this huge canon of songs that are standards in the in the bluegrass. Um, and he has got that that his, his kind of sound is what the song is is based on it's loose and it's fun and it's you know it doesn't take itself too seriously mm-hmm. right and and that and it all comes through um so um you know you, you you've dipped your you've dipped your uh your toe into the uh, into the the world of kids and family music i'm wondering if there's any if there's if there's anything we can be looking forward to from from you yes i actually um am working on a new song right now i've got a finished song and I am um, just in the process of recording it. Uh, typically, I would go to a studio or do that, but um, I've been involved in a few remote recordings recently because of the quarantine thing and just recording my parts at home and getting them off the different drummers and, and uh, bass players and whatever and, and them doing their own parts at home. And it's actually working out really, really well. So I've been using the same approach for this new song. So I've just got some drums back for the song, um, and I'm just kind of gradually piecing it together. And I'll get someone to to mix it in the end and uh, do that whole thing. And and it too is kind of based on um, another adventure that I had with with Marley, my niece, and my family in New Zealand. And uh, it's about uh, a river trip, floating down floating down the river. Oh, fun. Trip, trip with the family and uh, jumping in the water and splashing around and coming home and having fish and chips for dinner and then uh, <laughs> well, dinner sounds great. Dream, dream yeah, the whole day. Yes, yeah, so this fun, fun song. And and you know, it just that one actually just fell out. Oh yeah, kind of interesting for me. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Sometimes the song's just there. Sometimes you got to reach for it a little bit. Um, so 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 Simon, how do we how do we keep up with you? How do we follow you how do we make sure we know when the new music's coming out well i think my facebook page is the the best way to get information and that's um facebook.com uh simon stanley sings simon stanley sings and, and uh, i've got a youtube channel as well simon stanley but um there's not much on there right now there's just a, a lyrics video but i think with facebook is probably the best place to, to get it. information 
Got it. That's Facebook.com and then Simon, S-I-M-O-N, Stanley, S-T-A-N-L-E-Y, Sings, S-I-N-G-S. Well, Simon, thank you so much. Uh, it was it was really fun to talk about some of the more technical sides of things um, and yeah. to, to hear about where you're coming from musically and, and how it all kind of, you know, like all of our experiences lead to to these pieces, right? Like Marley sitting on a pumpkin seed and and this new song that you're working on. And it, it's, it comes from a real place. And that's a, an amazing thing. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah, thank you very much. No, really great to, great to chat. And I hope you all dig the song and then the one that's to come. Thank you to Simon Stanley for taking the time to chat with me all about that really amazing song and i really look forward to following his career and seeing what comes next and hearing all the other things in music that he can put out into the world because it's really nice and it's really good and it's really well crafted and i like to listen to it and i think you will too so here is marley sitting on a pumpkin seed by simon stanley Sitting on a pumpkin seed Listening to the sound of music Blow around like the leaves In the morning High above the dewdrop grass She sails away on a melody Tapping out the rhythm with the little hands She hears the sound of the guitar She hears the sound of the drum She hears the sound of the double bass Plank, plank on the banjo All the fiddle and the bow A little strum on the mandolin Oh, Molly Sitting on a pumpkin seat Listening to the sound of music Blow around like leaves In the morning High above the two-drop grass She sails away on a melody Tapping out the rhythm with a little Way up above the deep blue lakes, over the mountain top. She's up there sitting on a pumpkin seed, laughing and singing along. She hears the sound of the guitar. She hears the sound of the drum. She hears the sound of the double bass. A plank, plank on the banjo. All the fiddle and the bow. Clunk, clunk on the gumber sand. Gumber sand. Oh, Molly, sitting on a pumpkin seat, listening to the sound of music blow around like leaves in the morning. High above the dewdrop grass, she sails away on a melody, tapping out the rhythm, clapping out the rhythm, tapping out the rhythm with a little wee Stuff.